Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. On today's UFC Unfiltered, Jamie is not here, but Jamie English is here. Say hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. I love when you do that. We also have a great conversation with Francis Ngannou and also with... Dominic Cruz. Fucking former champ. Legend. How many times over? Many. I love Dominic Cruz and Francis. Great show. Brilliant. Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he hurt him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Hello, everybody. My voice is horrendous. It's still, it's hoarse. It's hoarse. Jamie English. I have Jamie English in here with me. Hello. You deserve this. Because I did this with Phoenix the other day. I cannot oh, not do it for you. Really nice. Thank you very much. You know? <clears throat> my, You know what it is? I don't know if you've seen. The fucking music is still going on. Still, I thought this <laughs> thing would be done by now. I, um, I cornered the other day in Phoenix. Did you really? I sure did. Who was it that you were cornering, Matt? Are you... Are you being coy? Is that the right word? Yeah. Thank you. Are you being coy? Yes, I am. Hi, Coy. <laughs> uh, listen, it's uh, Aljo Sterling. Uh, you know that. Did oh, you watch it? Of course. What'd you think? Uh, wait, you're a striking master. Oh, let's not get carried away. <laughs> you are a striking... I'm saying it right here. You are a striking master. Well, you're a Kimura master, mate. I know, buddy. Stop it. Listen. That was quite good. That was horrible. I thought I, I said it. Because my voice is so hoarse, I, it would be bad anyway, but it was even worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, what did you think of Aljo Sterling? Well, wh- where are you a striking master, by the way? Like, where do you at work Hen- out at of? The Hen- See, he knows. Now he's being he's silly. plugging it Because he in. wants you to give a plug. Yeah. And you look at him like, don't you know? Why are you taking your fucking phone out? Don't you know the address? I've got it. I've got notes here. On oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should <laughs> I'm I broke down the. Uh, I broke down the, 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 the fourth wall. <laughs> or is it the third wall? Fourth wall. It's the fourth. Oh well, yeah, it's four I, walls. I guess on and audio, it's whatever. There's no walls. So. There's really no walls to yeah. break down. But the point is this. Yes, sir. Aljo used his striking. Did I mention that we're going to talk to uh, Dominic Cruz and Francis uh, Naganyu? That's exciting. Did I say Naganyu right? No. Good. <laughs> uh, Francis Nganu. Nganu. You know why I said Nganyu? Because the N is silent. Ah. And I said it. Yeah. Because I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little harsh. It's a little. I can be a little harsh on myself. Fra- Francis Inganyu. There you go. Inganyu. Yeah. Well, just Inganyu. Man, it's fuck. okay. You got it. Francis. Everybody knows. What do I got? A fucking. What is it? Francis Inganyu. Francis Inganyu. Or Franny. Inganu. Or yes. Franny, as his mates call him. Franny. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Franny. Is that what we're starting here? <laughs> yeah, I want you to start that. it off. You'd probably kill me. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's such a—he's a very nice guy. 
Yeah, he's, oh, he's yeah. nice. I run into him. He's just very smiley and just, you know. Well, he is, isn't he from uh, Cameroon? He is originally from Cameroon, and then he moved to Paris. Yeah. Yeah. And he got an awesome accent. He does. Just like you. Well, Unlike me. <laughs> but uh, so what did you think of, um, what did you think of Aljo's, Aljo's fight? I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I have a personal bias, but um, also I met Jimmy here, who I have the great respect for. Thought it was a really nice, really nice fight. Um, if I'm going to be honest, I don't know that Jimmy had his best performance by a long shot, but I also, I also can't. You can't take away from the fact that that's not just by accident. Like there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on there that Aljo took away from. I him, was so. talking about that with uh, Raging Al, uh, either on the show or or no, yeah, we talked about that some on the show, yeah, and just in general. Where, when Jimmy was saying, and, and I'm not saying Jimmy didn't. Who knows? I only know Jimmy knows how he felt. Yeah. Because remember he said he felt off, but I, it, I, it's hard to feel that's a coincidence with uh, Aljo because he's so, he's got that, that rhythm of just being unpredictable and being all over the place. And next thing you know, he's kicking you, and he, next thing you know, he's shooting on you, and he's way stronger than he looks. So. Right. The second that he got in on that leg, even though Jimmy fought off those takedowns, I remember Dominic Cruz thinking that it was harder for Aljo, and I didn't agree because I felt it was harder uh, for Jimmy because Aljo was using his body weight, and he wasn't, like, struggling, like, to put him down. Right. He was just using all his weight on him, looking to get his hands together, lifting up the leg, and Jimmy was doing everything to battle to get that underhook and whatnot. So, you know, that's how I seen it. Yeah, but I, I thought Aljo was very smart, man. The way he went, he, and what I like, he got in on that leg, whether he finished the takedown or not, he got in on that leg clean. Yes, you know, and yes. that's because of the threat of the striking. Yeah, you know. Well, I think I was going to say that. I also, I feel like what um, marries with the, the takedowns is he's so confident with his wrestling, and he's and he is very physically strong that he can afford to throw those kind of yeah. unorthodox shots and be a little bit wild because. What do you do? Take me down. Good. Right. I hope you. Do, I hope you do. Well, type of thing, you know, because he's definitely dangerous on the ground, as we know. You've seen a couple of times when he went to kick. Um, I forgot how it went the second time when he went on his back, but one time he went to kick and Jimmy kind of clashed and he ended up right on his back. Yeah. And he received no damage. And one time he even kicked Jimmy in the face. I mean, his his Jim, um, Aljo's very dangerous off his back. Yeah. And he, he cinches up things so quick. Jimmy has short limbs, and it helps him being on top right. with those short limbs because it's hard just to pop up, and you could almost get a triangle, and next thing you know, the arm comes out, and he's on your back, and that type of shit. Right. But Aljo was so threatening that at one point, Jimmy even passed. Aljo, like, was let, not saying he let him pass, but he was in a position where he could have done something <clears throat> and exposed it back and or allow him to pass, so he... Took, he took his uh, loss with that, allowed him to pass, um, and then he simply... This thing's breaking out by my fucking thing. I'm hitting into my fucking mic and it's cutting out. Mm. He he simply just defended himself for a second, bumped up, boom, right around for a single leg when he got his underhook, escaped from cross-eyed, you know? Yeah. So it's... Uh, I, I'm just super... I'm still on cloud nine from that. I'm sure. It was such a You know, fight. can I say something as well? Yeah, sure. Just, um, something that, <clears throat> that reminded me of... Uh, when when um, Mayweather fought Pacquiao, um, Pacquiao had been knocked out cold with that straight right from Marquez, and it, I'm sure that was in his head. And so um, I know, in my view from watching that fight, Mayweather was using that straight right deliberately to uh, to bring back that memory of being caught like that. And maybe 
maybe I'm wrong, maybe you can tell me, but I feel like that high kick Aljo was throwing was a similar kind of warning for Jimmy, which was like bringing that memory back of being yeah. caught. It's like, it kind of hesitates you. It's like, oh, you know, because yeah. it, it kind of brings a psychological like hesitation sometimes. I thought that was very clever. Well, Aljo could use those legs. Yes, Aljo has that ability to bring that leg up, leg up at any time and just put it across your, your your forehead. So, I mean, your temple. So, that that's that's always a threat. So, I'm, I think you know, they we wanted definitely to give Jimmy something to respect and it, with the kicking range, yeah, uh, specifically, yeah, because you could keep him at bay in that range. He tries to battle through it. Next thing you know, you're in on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was yeah. so much fun. Let's get <clears throat> to some. UFC news. If there was something I could hit for that, I would hit for that. Yeah, like a bullet and bullet. There's a couple of things, actually. So we talked about something before the show, Matt, but we'll get to that in a second. Yes. According to a report by Brent Akimoto at ESPN, and he uses Dana White as his source. Oh, that's a pretty good source. Pretty good source. Not official by the UFC yet, not an official announcement, but according to this report, Kelvin Gastelum and Israel Adesanya are going to fight for the interim ufc middleweight title at ufc 236 april 13th where is that uh no they're still nailing down a location wow 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 yeah huh that's big now man that's an interesting fight kelvin's gonna definitely not have the height there you know what i mean is he but he's so persistent is he gonna be this is a tall order though Literally, he's a lot taller. But I mean, <laughs> is he going to be able to battle through to, to to be able to get a hold of him? This is an interesting fight, man. Yep. And by far, by far, um, I'm going to say Israel's toughest biggest fight test, to date. Yeah, yeah I mean, test. you could say, well, he just fought uh, Anderson Silva. Yeah, but you fought Anderson Silva when he's, you know. On the wrong side of forty, you know what I mean. Yeah. Right, and so, Anderson wants to fight and, and his style. You know they're going to fight similar. Yeah, they got it. They're going to stand up. They have a sparring match, and you know it was cool, very cool to watch. You know, I enjoyed it. Yeah, but this is a different thing because Kelvin's going to be mixing in. I'm sure the takedowns. Man, he's got to get. He's got to get close to him. Yeah, I'm. And I'm. I'm a. I'm a Kelvin fan, but I'm. I'm, I'm a little worried here for him. Yeah, it's very. I'm a little worried for the guy. Very interesting. I think. Uh, yeah. I think Israel. Is a hard. I mean, I know being the shorter guy with those tall, lanky guys, that could be a bitch to get through. Yeah, you know. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Thoughts? I, I think it's. I think that is. It's the conundrum, isn't it? You know, whether he can close the distance without taking the damage, and and uh, and also, like you said, a big test for Israel. Like, let's see how he handles that because. There's one thing for sure, he's coming, Kelvin. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of power there. coming. Yeah, there, and yeah. he's very confident. So. Yep. You know, that yeah. would be a very interesting test. <clears throat> but let me tell you something. I saw Dana White over the weekend, and uh, I haven't seen him in a little bit, so I started getting into my cauliflower pizza thing, telling him it's a game changer. It really is. Okay. <laughs> I love the cauliflower pizza. <laughs> I go, listen, sometimes, because Dana's like a, he's like a buddy of mine, so I forget that he's fucking multi-millionaire so i'm going over i talk to him like a regular dude i'm mm -hmm. like i go look man do you got a Stu leonard's near you you got to go to a he goes well i'll just i got a chef i, I go oh, fuck I go, <laughs> I go what am i thinking man i'm telling him to go to the fucking supermarket you have a certain supermarket there he's looking at me like i'm great he goes well you know man i you know i, I got a chef i go oh, well, what am i thinking that's the really fuck? funny you know what i mean he's probably got the best cauliflower pizza ever made 
Anyway, give me some more news because we also have to preview the fight with Plakowitz, not Plakowitz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jan Lahovic, yeah. Yes. And uh, Tiago Santos. Again, another one, the B is silent. No. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> that, no, that was silence right there. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, so I was reading. Hold on, I'm lightheaded. Sure. How do you pronounce it again? It's Jan Blahovich. Blahovich. Yeah. The C H. Why would you tell me that the B is silent? Did you? Yeah. Did you no, let on? Right. I misled you. I Thank you. Um, that's that's taking one for the team. So that's I'm it. reading that. Is that sound like a total moron today. <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm reading that. Uh, Cut George, that out, that George Saint Pierre. What about my good friend? Has a press conference scheduled for tomorrow. If you're listening to this, it is tomorrow, Thursday, um, where he's uh, reportedly going to announce his retirement from MMA. Really? Yeah. Oh. What do you think about that? Yeah, I. Uh, that's wild. I, is that is that fact? I heard some rumblings about that. No, is this when is that? When is he having this press conference? Uh, t- I think it's tomorrow afternoon. I can double check when it is, but it's tomorrow. It- it's when they today. hear this, it's, it's going to be today. Yes. So we did. All right. So we did not hear the press conference yet. Obviously, right. But from all reports, it, it you know, and Ariel Helwani's reported, and a lot of different people that he is going to announce. Well, let me time. tell you, um, if it's true, how old is George? He's thirty-seven. Well, oh, is he really? Well, that's smart. Listen, I mean, I think George. Oh, first of all, George is going to go around as down as one of the the. The greatest ever. I mean, look what George's done. He was only beat twice. (laughs) Damn right he was. Yeah, I set them up sometimes. Could you look to your left for a second? All right, fuck, man. I had my hand up for five minutes. I'm sorry, everybody can't see that at home. I he said he got beat twice, and I I had my hand up for a high five, and he was looking everywhere but me. Anyway, (laughs) I didn't let people know my fucking embarrassment. So. George St. Pierre, let me tell you, people don't even make a big deal about him winning like that middleweight title. It's almost like, all right, you know, yeah. what's uh, next? What like else happened? Like it's nothing. <clears throat> I mean, the guy came back and beat Michael Bisping. Yeah. I mean, I think the guy's uh, definitely a legend. Three people beat him. I, don't, I think you forgot about Captain America. He was. Uh, oh, I think you might be right there. Yeah, yeah, he beat him too. How dare I forget yes, that? Yes, that was in Winter Soldier. It <laughs> sure was. He played a... Uh, a savat fighter, yeah. a French villain in the Marvel universe. That's right, I remember that. I love the song "Samurai" that he came out in our first fight. It's a French rap. Oh, right. Just yeah. if you if you put in YouTube "Samurai," you can see that. I don't know the words, obviously, but it's so fucking cool. <laughs> I remember being in the cage, hearing that thing come on. I remember thinking, "That's a fucking cool song, man." <laughs> yeah. Oh man, "Samurai," play "Samurai." You can't do that. But people can look it up. That's all right. People look it up. All right. Well, listen, George St. Pierre, I uh, wish you the very best. I'm surprised I haven't ran into him. In the, every time I stop in this, he seems like he's always at Henzo's. And every time I stop in, I never see the guy. He was there last week. Well, I wasn't. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm supposed to be hanging, I'm, I think I'm hanging out with Enzo next week. Oh, good. Me and Enzo got plans next next Wednesday. Awesome. So something tells me I'm going to miss my my uh, stop on the, on the fucking... The Long Island Railroad. Yeah. Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go. I can't go too nuts on the Shimne beer. All right. Did I pronounce that right? I think you did. It's so fucking good. Is the S silent? Sorry. Shimnees. Is it Shimnees? <laughs> no, I'm joking. That's kind of well, trying to be me, funny. You got me good. <laughs> All right, listen. I say. Well, you been watching anything new on Netflix? You watch any TV? Sometimes. 
the fuck? Do you... I'm a bit of a nerd. Why are you saying that all nervous? What a, I, I watch I'm not talking about porn. Boring. What else? Yeah. You just watch fights? Yeah, I'm boring. <clears throat> You're not boring. And I want to talk about some of the fights that went over last weekend, but I think we could do that with, with Dominic Cruz. Yeah, because he did. Because yeah, I do yeah. want to talk about some things with Dominic Cruz. And you're going to have to chime in. Listen to my fucking voice. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. What's going on with you? What happened? I, I was yelling it out in the corner with oh, Aljo. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Herb? No. Anyway. <laughs> listen, that's not, <laughs> nothing to do with anything. Um, listen. Bring it up. Bring that card up and let's talk. Yeah. Let's do picks for this weekend. All right. Uh, okay. And by the way, so I texted Jimmy. Jimmy's uh, he's in L.A., but so he's shooting something. So I'll get his picks before Monday. But I didn't get his picks for today's show. You tell me. Mm-hmm. Tell me the first fight. Pronounce it, please. Uh, yeah. So this is this weekend. UFC on ESPN Plus, Saturday, February 23rd from Prague in the Czech Republic. The ESPN 2 prelim started at 11 a.m. Eastern this Saturday. And the main card's on at 2 p.m. Eastern, which is nice to have an afternoon fight. Yeah. The first fight of the main card is Magomed Ankaleev versus Klitsin Abreu. And Wait, that's hold, his uh, hold UFC on. debut. Yes, hold sir. Hold on a second. Klitsin? Tell me the first name of my friend right there. Who, this guy? Magomed. Oh, Magomed, yep. And his... <clears throat> his last name, please. Ankaleev. Ankaleev? Yes. Ankaleev, Ankaleev. Ankaleev, Ankaleev, Ankaleev. Oh, no, he's inspired. Ankaleev, Ankaleev, Ankaleev. Ankaleev. Ankaleev, 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 Ankaleev. Ankaleev, Ankaleev, Ankaleev. Ankaleev. Ankaleev, Ankaleev, Ankaleev. Ankaleev. Uncle Leo. <laughs> oh, no, All you right. got him to do it. Too. All right, Magomed. Yep. Tell me about his last fight and tell me about his UFC career. Uh, sure. And tell the audience, tell the UFC unfiltered <clears throat> army that's listening right now yes. about my boy, Magomed. Uncle Leo. Motherfucker, Uncle <laughs> Leo. Okay, listen, go ahead. He is uh, 10 and 1 overall. He's Holy 1 shit. and 1 in the UFC. Oh, okay. He, if you remember, he fought Paul Craig, who uh, is a very tough fighter. He lost, Ankaleev lost in the last second of the third round triangle choke loss. That was his UFC debut. He was winning the whole fight, Uh, and then he got caught with a triangle. And then he came back, and he won his second fight, head kick and punches knockout over Marcin Prakniya in his second fight. And he's fighting... Uh, Klitsin Abreu is who he's fighting, and he's making his UFC debut. The fuck am I looking at? Incorrect. That's Trust incorrect. me. Okay. Uh, uh, Clinton's fourteen and two, and he's making his UFC debut. Four, fourteen and two. Where did yes. he, give me some background on him? Um, well, uh, it seems as though he's fought out of Brazil and Russia. Those are where his fights are. Um, I'm seeing if there's any like recognizable. Who names. does he train with? I, I really don't know too much about him, honestly. <laughs> That's his debut. Fun. But he fights out of Curitiba, Brazil. That's where. Uh, okay. That's where he is. <coughs> and. Um, on his, do you see his record there? Do you see wins, losses? Yeah, he's four, he's fourteen and two. His two losses, he got knocked out tw- uh, twice, but this he hasn't lost since two thousand sixteen. Well, was a couple of years ago. Yeah. And uh, and th- does it say his wins? He got a lot of submissions, a lot of v- knockouts. Yeah, you know, he actually has a submission win over Johnny Walker in twenty fifteen, who's making a lot of uh, waves so far in his. What weight classes again? Light heavyweight. Oh man! Oh, wow. All right. I'm going with Magomed. Yep. Ankaleev. Okay. Motherfucker Ankaleev. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go with him 
with a second round stoppage, ground and pound. He's going to, let me tell you, Magomed. <laughs> Magomed is with, um, who's he trained with? Uh, I'm not sure. He fights out of Russia. Machachala, Russia, which I think is like where the like Khabibs of the world come from. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm going with Magomed second round. What do you think, my good friend Jamie English? Uh, I think this. I think Magomed, but I think he'll go the distance. Okay. All right, well, Decision. I like, I, like, I like where you're going with that. Um, yeah. I'm going to take Cleetson Abreu. I think he's going to win his UFC debut. I'm going with second round submission. Ooh. Okay. All right. We got <clears throat> John Dotson. Yeah. Uh, and and he, he pronounced, I know it is Peter, but he pronounces it Pietra. Pietra? Yeah. Jan? Pietra Jan. Yeah. Pietra Jan. Yes. Okay. I can't really sing something like that. No, it's tough. All right, I give it a shot. <laughs> All right. All right. John, now tell me about uh, Pietro. Pietra, yeah. Jan, tell me about his career. Uh, he's under- I know John Dodson's a stud. Yeah, of course. He's been around forever. Uh, uh, Jan has been around. He's 3-0 in the UFC. He knocked out Teruto Ishihara. He has a unanimous decision win over Jun Su Sun. And he just uh, beat Douglas Andrade in his most recent fight, and it was a corner stoppage after the second round. So he was really dominating that fight. The problem... Is he's fighting John Dodson. Yep, indeed. John Dodson. If they made a movie of Alpha Flight, he could be Puck. Puck is a little... Is a, this is a deep cut. <laughs> wow. What We're that going mean? deep. You know, it's like a... That's a oh, that's no, a that's reference. a nerd reference. Yeah. All the nerds are out there going... <laughs> 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 I love the Sarah. Mm. <laughs> it's true, though. Because Puck was like a little... He was shorter than Wolverine. He was like a little person almost. But not... The, Oh, wow. Just keep digging. He's digging, huh? He's getting really deep here. I, cho- I choose Don, John Dodson, yeah. by decision. Okay. He's going to win by decision. What do you say? I'm going with the upset. Okay. I'm going with the upset. Oh. Yeah, I'm actually going to take Jan by decision as well. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> Listen. Oh, I know Liz Kamochi. Yeah. Liz Kamochi, and she's fighting? Uh, Lucy Pudilova. Lucy Pudilova? Yes. Tell me about Lucy's career. She is 8-3 and overall. She has four fights in the UFC. She's 2-2, and and she's coming off a close split decision loss to Arena Aldana in her last fight, which was a really fun fight. I don't know if it was a fight of the night, but it was like in contention to be one. It was a good fight. All right. Um, and then before that, she had two wins in a row over uh, Ji Yun Kim and Sarah Morass. How'd she win Morris. those? Uh, both unanimous decision. Mm, does she have any submissions in her? Is she more of a striker? I don't. I'm not, I'm, I wish I was. I, I feel bad. I'm not more familiar. But she only has. She has four fights. I'm sure he's. I gotta. Yeah. Well, all of her UFC fights have been decisions, win okay. or loss. Um, she has a couple of submissions. I'm seeing in in her fights before she got to the UFC, but it's been decisions since she got there. She's more of, I mean, she's more of a striker. I think she has a, a, a well-rounded game, but yeah. she'd rather strike. I mean, I'm gonna. What's Liz's last fight? How'd she do? Uh, Liz won her last fight. She has a unanimous decision over Jennifer Maya. Well, listen, if Lucy's shown anything, she's shown she could. She's durable. Yes. You yeah. know. Uh, I think it's gonna be another decision, and I'm gonna say Liz Kamuchi. <laughs> 
What's yeah. what's Liz's record? She <clears throat> is. She almost strangled Ronda Rousey. She was that. so close to winning that fight. She's twelve and six is she? overall. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give that to Liz. Yeah. I don't think it'd be easy, but I think I was gonna say really. Yeah, like, I, I was gonna say she got she gets a back, but I think Lucy's shown that she couldn't hang in there. And I think I think Lucy has an advantage, a size advantage. So yeah, um, I'm gonna take Liz Carmouche by decision, but I think that's gonna be a fun fight. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you, man. We're coming out swinging. We're we're covering a lot of ground. Uh, <laughs> we know this guy. Here we go. Gian the heartthrob Volante. Yeah. Versus. Michael, is it pronounced Michael? Correct. Yeah, I'm just making sure. Let me let me try this. Okay. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Michael Alexachuk. Electric. Uh, what? Alexachuk. Uh, you gotta break Alexa-chuk. it. Down. Do it. Do it. Like break it down. Like you're dealing with a child that, that's not oh. quick at learning. Oh, Lex. Lex. Uh. Uh. Chuck. 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 Yeah. Olex. Oh, Alexa Chuck. <laughs> there you go. For, for Michael Alexa Chuck. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Uh, he's 12 and 2. He had been out for a year. This is his first fight back. I think in over a year. He, he got, he popped for something. I forget what it was, no, but he's on his way back. But otherwise, he, uh, he had, uh, oh, it got overturned, right? He had one, one fight in the UFC. He finished Khalil Roundtree, actually. Uh, Knockout? I think. Oh, no, no, no. It was a unanimous decision. And then it got overturned. Where is he fighting out of? He fights out of Poland. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can't, you know, obviously. Fuck, hold on. All right. Obviously, I'm biased. You might be slightly. Yeah. I'm going with Volante. I will tell you how I think he's going to win. Or fair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, fair That's enough. Fair enough. Fair comment. Just remind me, I got to get that pick for you. I'm going to take Volante by second round knockout. I think uh, he's sick of the decisions. I think he's going to push the pace and he's going to go for the finish. What about you, pal? I reckon uh, I think it'll be tough, a close fight, but I reckon uh, Volante comes away decision. Good job. Good job. Uh, Co main event Stefan Struve versus Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Tell me about this. I mean,. I don't want to say there's so many dilemmas, but there is a few. There's a few. Uh, yeah. Now tell me, <laughs> it's like Smith for Brazilians. <laughs> yeah, right. Tell me about <laughs> Dilema's, uh situation here, his, his UFC career. Yeah, he's sixteen five and one overall. I mean, he's got a bunch of UFC fights. Uh, I'm saying one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So he's had nine UFC fights. He's got he's six and three in the UFC, and he's coming off of a unanimous decision win over Adam Vichurik in his last fight. His wins and his losses, knockouts, submissions. Yeah, unanimous decision over Vichurik in his last one. He got uh, caught in the Von Flu choke or the Von Pru choke to OSP in his last fight, uh, in the fight before that. Then he knocked out. So I'm going backwards. He has the knockout over Jeremy Kimball. He got guillotine choked by Gajamarad Antigulov. He finished Clint Hester with an arm triangle choke. He got rear naked choked by Nikita Krilov. So he's got a few. He's win-loss, win-loss. It's a mixed bag. Yeah. What's going on with Struve lately? Uh, so Stefan Struve is on a three-fight losing streak. He got knocked out by Alexander Volkov. Uh, United decision loss to Andre Arlovsky, and a United decision loss to Marcin Tybura in his last fight. Well, guess what? It's time for Struve to get his groove back. I, I said it. I agree. I said it. 
Struve getting the groove. Struve's gonna get in the groove. And he's gonna take care of business and he's gonna get a second round knockout. I'm just saying it. Wow. I'm saying it and I'm sticking by it. Wow. Okay? Yeah. I told you I was in the van with that guy one time. We were doing meteor or something ages ago. Yeah. We got out, went to the airport, we started walking through the airport, and I realized even though we were going the same way, I had to get away from him. <laughs> Do you realize? And now let me tell you why. Nice. I enjoyed our conversation. Nice guy. I don't forgot what we were talking about. It was ages ago. Yeah. But nice guy. But I realized when we were walking that I was up to his belt buckle. <laughs> I was literally, and I'm like, I go, if I held your hand now, they'd think I'm your kid or something, like an old like Benjamin Button type kid or something. Wow. You know what I mean? He's a very large human. It yeah, he's almost you know, seven feet tall. Yeah, it's outrageous. I can't hang out with a guy like that. You know? Yeah. You can have the best personality in the world. I like him. Unless he's sitting down, right? If he's sitting down, we could we could bullshit. Okay. All right. So I'm going with Stefan Struve's second round because you know why? It's about damn time that he gets he has the he's got a he knows his back is up against the wall. You know? Yeah. 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 He, he's gonna give Delima the, 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 the memo if he didn't get the memo. You know what the memo is? Tell me the memo. Struve got his groove back. Oh that's the memo. There you go. Okay. Uh, what do you think? I like Stefan, and I, uh, I tend to agree. Like, this is a big pressure fight for him, so yeah, I think man. he'll really come at his best. And um, even though the other lad's got a mixed bag, I think he'll pull it off. I don't know how, but I think he'll pull it off. Maybe All decision. All right. I, um, I always talk about it, Struve, because he's so tall. He has a good jiu-jitsu background, but he's obviously a striker, a Dutch kickboxer. I wish he'd use that like a, like a Robert Whitaker-esque push kick you know just keep people away from him keep people at distance he tends to let people get in on him it is what it is but i'm gonna take struve second round submission oh i was just thinking that too but yeah because because delima has a few submission losses in his uh his record and, and struve can take it to the ground so I'm, I'm gonna go with second round submission but i'd like to see struve uh, win that fight it's snowing in New York today. It is, yeah. 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 Oh, I like your pick. Sorry, I didn't acknowledge it. No, that's but totally listen fine. listen to me. You know, it's good. But let me tell you, it's so beautiful in New York today. It is. I guess I'm supposed to be flying out. I'm supposed to be going to Florida tonight. Oh, yeah? I don't know. I mean, shit. I hope I'm able to. With the fam? The fam's already there. Oh, brilliant. You know? Yeah. I got somebody house-sitting, so fuck off if anybody wants to get my house. Ah, nice. Anyway, but the point is this. <laughs> the point is this, Jamie. Is that I hope I make it out there because he, uh, Chris, the producer, feels pretty confident that I'm going to be able to fly out. Yeah, you'll be all right. I, I think at worst it's going to be a delay. I think you're going to be fine. Mother Nature is a bitch. <laughs> Ma- all right, listen, to me. I got a lot of songs in me, and yeah. they just want to come out. I can see that. All right, yeah. let's talk about the main event. Oh. oh my goodness! Uh, we got Jan Blahovich against Tiago Santos, which I think is a really is, interesting stylistic. Is Tiago Santos fighting every other month? What the fuck? Yeah, man. I mean, since he since he's fighting at light heavyweight, yeah, he's he's way more active and good for him. Why not? What's up with Jan? Jan is on a four fight winning streak, rear naked choke win over Devin Clark, United decision win over Jared Cannonier, who's now moved down to middleweight and looks crazy there uh unanimous decision went over jimmy manawa and then his most recent fight he had an arm triangle choke over nikita krilov uh and tiago is on a three-fight winning streak unanimous decision over kevin holland he 
it was a retirement after the third round against Eric Anders in Brazil, which was a crazy fight that Anders took on like two days notice pretty much. And then he finished Jimmy Mano on the second round um, in his most recent fight, but almost finished him in the first got hurt at the end of the first and then came back out. How did Jan give me his, I'm sorry, his last couple of fights you said his last one was an arm triangle choke, two decisions before that. And then a rear naked choke uh, in the fourth from him. And tell me about his losses. He has a majority decision loss against Patrick Cummins, um, a United decision loss to Alexander Gustafson, United decision to Corey Anderson, United decision to Manawa. So he's never, you know, nobody really stops him. Uh, the last stoppage was against Sokaju back in the day, 2011. Wow. Sokaju. And it was a retire. It was like in between rounds they stopped it. So. Well, he's a, he's a tough, durable guy, but. But, Jamie English, this yeah. is a five rounder. Yes. So that could make a difference, you know? Yeah. I mean, he seems very, I mean, he, he doesn't seem, he's very durable, obviously. But Thiago Santos has been like a, a, a beast lately. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Man, this is, this is interesting. Right. I mean, Thiago's only loss in the last, you know, whatever, cu- couple of years was against Branch. Branch knocked him out in Atlantic City. How, how old is Thiago? How old John? Uh, let's see. Tiago is 30, 35, and Jan is 35. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. All right. I'm going to say, man, Blockowitz decision. Okay. Wow. All right. Wait. I pronounced his name, right? Blachowicz, yeah. <laughs> Go Blachowicz. Blachowicz. It's okay. You're just you're <laughs> anglicizing it. It's all right. Oh, shit. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with Santos because of the experience. Yeah. Uh, mm, stoppage. Maybe fourth. Okay. Uh, I think that's fair. I mean, no disrespect to Jan Blachowicz. I always take Tiago Santos' first round knockout. It yeah. just feels right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very easily could not happen. Yeah, yeah, it could yeah. go any other way. I, but like, I like the way you think. Yeah, just he comes out ready to knock you out in the first yeah, round, yeah. and I think that might happen. Well, so. I think Jan received that that memo, and yeah. he will be prepared for that. Oh, 100%, for sure. <laughs> He's staring at Jamie. <laughs> All right. Get Dominic Cruz. What time is it now? Yeah, we, uh, if you want to take a... Well, whatever. We got Cruz in like three... You know, we'll call him in three minutes, pretty much. Pee break. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. 
What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up, an epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially closeout buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph. And a lot of transitions. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. So, yeah, I want to ask, uh, I want to ask the great Dominic Cruz his opinion on some fights the other night. Yeah. You know? Yep. <clears throat> and um, his opinion on some corner advice. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? I think I do. You know, we would, I mean, sometimes it's, you know, it's frustrating. It can be frustrating to try to get your point across. I'll tell you, Aljo was great in the corner, though. Oh, here we go. Is this the great Dominic Cruz? What's up, Matt? Sabra. Oh, man, how are you? How are you, champ? We got my buddy Jamie English with me. I'm so happy that you're talking to us today. Hi, Dominic. Matt. Happy to be here, too, with your accent, man. Dude, I, now, who has the accent, me or Jamie English? You got my horrible accent, and then you got Jamie English, who's, who, you know, got the Mary Poppins accent. Oh. Sorry, I, I, couldn't think of a, I couldn't think of an English person. Sorry. But, uh, Dominic, now, first of all, great job on the commentary the other day. You're so lucky. I, I talked about this the other day when I found out you got injured, and I want to hear about that, too, that... You are lucky in a sense. <laughs> See, people won't say lucky with your name because you're always fucking getting injured. But you are lucky that you do have the commentary, the analyst work. Wait, is it? Wait, no, it's, com- it's, well, it's the same thing, right? Commentary yeah. analyst. Yeah. That you can fall back on that shit. You, you're really good behind the mic. Guys like you, Paul Felder, and DC. I mean, I admire that because I'm not able to. I mean, I could do this because. You know, I got kind of permission to be like a kind of a silly ass if I want to. And, uh, but, you know, you guys, uh, how natural did that, was that transition? And what made you want to do that, Dom, as far as doing the, uh, the commentary work? Well, it all began with me not liking how my fights were commentated. Oh, that's, that's hysterical. It all began. That's hysterical. Really? I, I, yeah, I thought it was. I thought how people broke down my fights was tragic. It broke my heart because instead of using actual movements and reads and gauges and respecting what I do, it's known as herky-jerky, weird, awkward movements. There's there's none of that. That's nothing of what I'm doing. Everything I do has a purpose, and nobody understood it ever. So I said, you know what? This needs to change. The game's growing. People don't know what the hell's going on anymore, and this has to be over. Do you think awkward's a bad word, though? Because I don't think that's a bad word. Because you are awkward in a good way. I mean, nobody said that any of those words were necessarily negative as much as I didn't appreciate the way my fights were commentated. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Like, I would say... 
I would say, like, if, if somebody was training for you, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, to get the part, a partner to to mimic, he has an awkward style. But that's in a, that's definitely, a, like, like Aljo could be awkward. Like, you know what, like, you know what I mean? Like, guys have different, like, their rhythms are just know, different just, than a regular straight-up kickboxer. Right. But there's a way to explain it. Like, to say something is awkward is just so broad. It's yeah. not an explanation. That's not a, you're not doing your job, in my opinion. A hundred percent. Me just go, Aljamain Sterling is awkward. And he hasn't. And he is. Uh, he has weird herky jerky movements, and um, it's 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 weird how he moves, and just so different people can't figure it out. I wouldn't say that. What I would say is he works in layers. The reason why Aljamain Sterling's hard to fight is because he starts by kicking you. Most people punch before they kick. Aljamain Sterling kicks before he punches, uh-huh. and then follows up with his hands. And if you decide to close the distance on him while he kicks you, he turns it into a wrestling match. Yeah. So. In the two things, he breaks up your rhythm with his wrestling, and he breaks up your rhythm by keeping you at kick range. Most people set up their range with their hands, so it makes him feel awkward to most people that he starts with kicks and ends with wrestling. That's what makes Aljamain Aljamain Sterling awkward, and it's not just because he's awkward and moves weird. Yeah, I'll tell you, I want to talk about to you about a few fights because I want your take on it. Um, we'll start with that one because you just brought it up, mm-hmm. and and those guys are in your division. Jimmy Rivera is a dangerous dude, and uh, I mean, listen, I'm I'm I you know I'm obviously I'm biased and I'm super proud because Aljo's you know he's my guy, but what do you think of the game plan? Don't you think that was don't, I mean. Don't you think, I mean, to, to pull that off, to be able to control that range, uh, I think he was brilliant with the range with his with his legs. And then he got, whether he finished it or not, he did get in on that single every time, clean, never getting hurt, getting um, in on him. And that's because he kept him thinking of what's coming at him with these legs and whatnot. So I don't know, what's your take on the fight? My take on that particular matchup is that Jimmy Rivera was waiting. He wasn't going first. Yes. And his only way to enter the pocket with Sterling is to eat a shot and then fire timing-wise directly off that shot because he's shorter and Sterling's keeping him at kick range. And he's only trying to use his hands. So yeah. if Rivera was ever going to get close to Sterling, he was going to have to counter his kicks. Well, the second that he tried to counter, Sterling would wrestle. But this is what he does to everybody. So for me mm-hmm. personally... Um, I thought that um, uh, Rivera didn't have an answer to deal with the kicks as we saw with Marais. I mean, Marais, he got kicked in the head, and that was the problem. He stayed at kick range, and he didn't have answers to get past those kicks. Um, Sterling had the same gift. He starts with kicks. So I think that just stylistically and matchup-wise, that was a very good stylistic fight for Aljamain Sterling's style. But I thought that Sterling fought exactly the way he always does. And, and he made uh, Rivera fight his style fight, and that's why he won. Yes. I mean, it was so much fun. Let me ask you also, what did you think of the, uh, the debut of Crone uh, Gracie? Um, well, I thought that he did very good with, uh, with the pressure. And, um, you know, one thing I said before that fighting started is the one thing that Alex Caceres is known for is giving his back. Like he gives his back in every striking scenario you possibly can. And then on the ground, I think he's had his back taken almost every fight. So like if there was one thing you don't want to do against Cron Gracie, it's give your back. And the first thing he did in that fight was give his back. So Cron said it himself. I think they gave me a favorable stylistic matchup 
And so I'm going to finish this quick. And he did exactly what he was going to say. That being said, to have that confidence to go in there and do that against somebody who's been winning in the UFC on and off and has a lot of experience and a lot of fights, it's a big deal. It showed that he's here, he's at our level in the UFC, and that he can compete in the division. Um, I would love to see him against different style matchups, but I guarantee the UFC will groom him because they need that Gracie background yeah. uh, to, to build. I agree. But I, what I, one of the things I noticed, several things, is his demeanor. I mean, and you know, Dom, a lot of guys, it's not so much the fight because they could they, they 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 were when they fight on the lower level shows they're they, you know they're, they're beating everybody's ass it's I, a lot of it's the production man you fight in the ufc and you know oh you're on in five you're you 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 the energy of the big show could freak people out the bright lights whatever you want to call it he showed there's guys that saw, had a lot more fights than him a lot more experience on the amateur circuit uh he had like five fights and he didn't fight in uh, and, and how long but he walked in there like he fucking like he owned the joint. No, how calm was he? Fucking samurai. Yeah, he was he was calm and that's you know, he's he's under like he's sure that they call him ice cream chrome because he stays cool <laughs> under pressure. Like they call him that for a reason. So if that's his nickname, this isn't the first time he's displayed that kind of relaxed demeanor is what I'm seeing. You know, I mean you don't get yeah. that nickname from yourself. People give that to you because of how you show up to, to you know, tough situations. And he, he did it again. Man, I'll tell you, I was so impressed with that kid. Now, now really quick, back to you. What Now, you were scheduled to fight John Lineker on January 26, UFC 233. But, yeah, you were forced to withdraw because of a, a shoulder injury in one of your last sparring sessions. Could you? I mean, I hate to bring up negative shit, but people, people are asking. They're, where the fuck is he? Could you just give us a little uh, recap on that? Yeah, I, um, I was preparing for Lineker, and actually it was the day I signed the bout agreement. I was in sick shape. I was already training. I'd been training for about three months to, to make sure my body was just in tune and everything was in line so that something like that wouldn't happen yeah. uh, where I would get hurt and have to pull out because, you know, I know from injuries that if you try to come right back directly after the injury, uh, sometimes your body just isn't as uh, durable. Like when I came back and fought um, TJ, I, my body just, um, one of the hardest things of coming back for that fight was the, the body conditioning wasn't there. So it just, everything in training just, like I broke my rib real bad in that camp, and I just had a lot of bad things happen to me simply because my body hadn't been taking that kind of beating. And then all of a sudden I went straight into taking an ass whooping to get ready for a five-round title fight. So. Um, this one, I didn't let that happen. I kind of let my body get the conditioning up, I, my, my cardio, my body conditioning, get my body strong, and then I started training. Before I fought Cody Garbrandt, I had shot my feet up and my right shoulder and my, both my knees with stem cells. My right shoulder had a partially uh, torn labrum that they saw. I had got an MRI before I fought him. And so what the stem cells did is it elongated the amount of time I had until I was going to need surgery on this shoulder anyways. And it actually bought me, it bought me a fight and it bought me, you know, what, another two years time to where my shoulder was working for me. It's just that in that camp, the day I signed the bout agreement for that fight that morning, I went to a spar and I threw an overhand right on Coito, landed like right on his shoulder, on the back of his shoulder. And it just, 
it just tore the tendon right off the bone. And it was basically just, you know, just using it, using it, using it. Old injuries that, you know how it is, Matt. You you have old injuries that you, you have and you know that they're hurt. But, you know, you basically just have to go with them until until it's done. Similar to how I look at, like, changing a tire. You can either buy a brand-new tire or you can patch it up, right? Yeah. I had continually been patching up my shoulders. And finally, it just said, you know what? You need a new tire now. You need to redo the shoulder. So I redid it. I'm a, you know, I don't have a timeline because I know if you put a timeline on stuff, you kind of yeah. mess things up. But like you said, I've got other things going on. I'm not just a prize fighter. Something that I ask a lot of guys that I coach, I said, what else are you contributing to society besides beating the life out of people (laughs) and looking good with abs? And so I'm focused on other things like that as well in my life besides just hurting people now. What else besides the... um the uh, uh, work in the commentary. Do you do a podcast? Because you really should. No, I don't. You're good at talking, buddy. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe I'll just come on and and hang out with you more. You're welcome to, buddy. We would love you in studio (laughs) if you're ever in New York, man. Hang out with us. Man, it's too damn cold out there. You guys got the bodies for that. It's fucking cold. I don't. It's snowing. Hey, you fuck. I lost weight. What do you mean I got bodies for that? (laughs) Dominic? Drawing swords? My buddy? So funny, man. Oh, really? Let me ask you, um, because we were talking about the fights before, the... What did you think of the um, the, the the stoppage with uh, with Francis and Kane? I mean, I knew he. I mean, I, everybody's making saying something about the, uh, the you know he blew his leg out. But I mean, really, I thought that sh- that right uppercut's what made him blow the leg out. What is your take on it? Yeah, um, I don't know what what Kane's saying or what anybody's saying. Really, all I know is what. The internet saying is like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. He blew his knee out. He didn't get knocked out. He wasn't knocked out. And um, that could be true. I don't think he was completely knocked out. It was kind of more of like a TKO-looking knockout where he's hurt, but he's not completely out. But at the same time, I do think that an uppercut landed on him, which made him have the stanky leg. You know what I mean? Where it went out on him. And I think that the punch clipped him. And I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at the one-two. But it looks like even the one-two just touches the, the two touches the very back of his head, yeah. which is technically an illegal spot. But if, it, if you see guys, if you see guys get hit there, they go down right away. Yeah. So I think he might have barely got touched in the back of the head on the one-two. But I know for sure that uppercut touched his chin. Yeah. And it might not have put him out. But it for sure, like, did something. And it forced his legs out to a certain way. But then what really did it was... I think the 40 pounds of extra weight that Francis is carrying, I mean, he leaned right on him after he threw that uppercut. So when he leaned on him, you saw his legs just split apart heavy because that dude's just so big. And when you got a 30-pound weight difference, that's the type of stuff that blows your knees out. That's the type of stuff that blows your back out. That's the type of stuff that Cain Velasquez was always a small heavyweight, and he always out-cardioed and um, was way faster than everybody he fought. And I think that he got both ends of the sword on that. I think that the speed and the cardio advantages he had, he also gave up a size, a weight, and a strength advantage, which beat down his body pretty good over the years, too. And um, if there's one sport that weight matters, it's wrestling, because there's no real finish to wrestling unless you pin him. And the whole point of wrestling is to just break the other man's will. 
because you can't tap out and you can't make the guy quit unless you pin him. So realistically, the only way to pin a guy is to break their will so heavy that they they can't fight off their back anymore. And with bigger, heavier guys like Ngannou, you need that size, you need that weight, or you need more time to get them tired. And he just didn't have that so quick in the fight. And that's what Ngannou knew, I think. And that's what made them smart to just run across the cage and just go full speed right away. I'm wondering, what, what weight is, is Stipe Miocic? What weight is he? Because he definitely, there's probably some weight difference there. But he might, I'm sure he's bigger than Kane, isn't he? But that's Stipe's the... huge. That, yeah, he, what's that? Stipe's big, no? Yeah, he's big, man. He's, he's he, he, I remember Kane, or, uh, Ngannou has to cut weight to make the heavyweight limit. And he's got like a 16-pack. Like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? No, he's huge. So when when you're cutting weight to make the heavyweight limit and you still have an eight-pack, yeah. you're different. Like, your weight is different. See, I think you would agree with that. 100%. Like, Cain Velasquez had nowhere near a four-pack, and he was barely making the, the, the weight at, at heavyweight, really, to, like, make it legal to fight there. You know what I mean? I would see 100%. I would, like, like Kane is tailor-made, though, to fight that type of fight the way Stipe fought um, Francis. That's Agreed. why I really thought that Agreed. he could just really wear him. If he got past that opening exchange, which he obviously yeah. didn't. I mean, but you have to give it to Francis in a sense. I mean, look, what he did the same thing to Curtis Blades, man. Curtis Blades was on a tear, only losing to Francis beating uh, legends like Overeem and and just looking great. And again, man, that th- he's this guy is so powerful, Francis. That, that he's he just... got the hardest recorded punch, hasn't he, in the UFC? <laughs> Does he? Yeah, the hardest punch. In you know what would be a great fight? Him versus Derek Lewis. Oh, never mind. No, I just, <laughs> I forgot uh, for the record, Stipe <laughs> weighed in at 246 <laughs> against Ngannou, and Kane weighed in at 248. So similar, oh. and Francis was the same weight, pretty much. Oh, Stipe oh, was... Two- so now get this. So they weighed in at the same weight, but how much weight did Francis put on after the freaking weight cut to make the heavyweight limit is the question. I, 15, 5, 20? I just like love that. How much did he put on? I love that his name is Francis. I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, hey, Rick, think, hey, listen, hey, Dominic, speaking of stoppages, I have to ask your opinion because, you know, it's, it's, it's your division there and you have a win over TJ. What did you think of that stoppage with TJ, uh, Dillashaw versus Henry Sherudo? Um, I thought that, I mean, I guess you could, I, I mean, I'm never opposed to letting TJ Dillshaw get more of an ass whooping. So I was, I was okay with that, but it was, it was more about the fact of, you know, him complaining about it. What I, if you want to know what I think it comes down to this, did the ref stop it? Yes or no? Yes. Can TJ do anything about it from that point on? Say it again. Is there anything TJ can do about it from that point on? What do about or anybody the, else? Like the decision about the decision? No, about them stopping the fight. That ship has okay, sailed, so my friend. Right. So that's my point. I look yeah. at this and I say, Is this how insignificantly stupid you are? Is to think that you complaining and whining about a stoppage is going to change anything? No, it's like you just sound like a moron. Oh, like nothing is going to change. So you might as well just accept what just happened to you. And try to grab a hold of your balls instead of run from them and admit the loss because you just got knocked out by a 25er. And you dropped down to a weight class that dried out your brain and you might not have been as durable as you are at 135. There's a reason I never cut to 125 
And it's not because I couldn't make it. Yeah. It's because I knew that at that level, your brain, with the weight that I cut, it's dried out and you can't take, you're not as durable. A huge part of cutting weight and fighting and coming back from the weight cut is how you do the cut. And the reason why that's important is it helps your durability. And you have to be durable in these fights because no matter who you are, you're getting punched. Everybody gets punched. It's just a matter of if it puts your lights out or not. Now, that's what he's saying. Well, he didn't put my lights out. It should have never been stopped. Okay, but did it get stopped? Yes. Why? Because the ref thought he had to save your life. You got kicked in the face, you got overhand right, and you were getting pounded from the top position. The guy was just trying to keep you safe, TJ. So in the end, maybe don't put yourself in that position by cutting so much weight. Let's see what happens at 135. I'm sure that fight's going to happen. But um, it was just, it was, it's a sad display for me for the 135-pound division. Yeah. And it just showed what a, what a weak-minded champion we have, in my personal opinion, to not admit defeat when it happens and to just make a bunch of sorry excuses. It's sad to me. And, and then he yeah, dropped man. down, and, you know, and that, that's it. He should, he should just take it and move on because he's still got the belt. He's still going to fight. He's going to get another shot. He's not injured. He's not hurt. So it's like, what kind of example are you leading for yourself and everybody else just crying and whining about nothing that can be changed? And I'll tell you, uh, uh, we should give props to uh, Shahudo for just going in there like a gangster. I mean, he did get right in his fucking face. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he has to. And that's what you do to TJ. Like, there's two ways. You can fight him the way I did, which is uh, it's like a push-pull game. Or you can do what Cejudo said and just keep him on his heels, which most people haven't done, where you just push right into TJ and you get him moving backward off the go. Well, so, he did that. He yeah. got TJ moving backward right off the go, and that, that's a tough thing for, for TJ because he's a forward-moving fighter. Do you think it's a mental thing with, uh, with Cody Garbrandt and, and TJ Dillashaw? Do you think he, TJ's just in his head? Or what do you think it is with them two as far as with the result? I think fight? definitely he's in his head. I think he knows. Cody to his core because yeah. Cody was gro- has grown up in that school with them. So, like Cody has grown up at uh, out there in Sacramento watching TJ probably beat up his the guys yeah. who coached him. Hundred percent. I mean, you got to think about it. It's so a big it's brother like, thing. You're watching yeah. that, and then and then TJ knows him as a kid, and then knows him as an yeah. adult. Like TJ knows things about him we don't know either. TJ knows the little places where he's broken in practice. TJ knows the little places where. You know, he didn't show up to practice because he'd rather go out and meet girls. TJ knows all those little things that nobody else knows. And Cody knows that TJ knows. So that is a mind play. And then the fact that he's so much younger than him and grew up in the camp with him, I think that definitely played on the mind 100%. But don't forget, too, the hardest thing about having a belt is keeping it, period. Yeah, no shit. Earning it it is the easy part. (laughs) Earning it is the easy part. Yeah, they say you're not the champ until you defend the belt. So I'm officially, I was never the champ. But let me tell you this. <laughs> let me, uh, Cody does have a fight coming up. Uh, who's he fighting? Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz. That's, that's not an easy fight. And that's at UFC 235. How do you see that going, Dominic? And uh, Well, first off, to tell on what you said, I would say that you are a champ. You just oh. maybe weren't a dominant champ, to be fair, Matt. Oh, well, Dominic, me and Dom, um, and Dominic okay. likes me, guys. That's why. Me and Dominic get along. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead. Well, Thank I'm you, buddy. Being, I'm being honest here. Thank I you. do. And so is Cody, too. Just yeah. wasn't a dominant one. And it's okay. Well, you were a dominant champ, pal. 
I, I was, but that's not what we're here for right now in this particular moment. Where we're gonna, I was going to answer your question. <laughs> Dominic, you are fucking funny. I can see how people can get annoyed with you. I like you a lot. You're a very opinionated <laughs> guy. I can definitely see how people can get annoyed. I don't. I li- I've hung out with Dominic. I like Dominic. Yeah, well, Dominic, Dominic, Dominic don't. Do- yeah, Dominic Dominic knows seen, what he's talking about. Dominic seen, and I got a new car since then. But he's seen how the insides of my car, and it's and he and, and, he, and, he, and he, he told me he didn't lose any respect for me since then. Since seeing that, no. Absolutely. Why would I? It made me respect you more. Thank you, Dominic. I think the funniest part was that you were embarrassed about it. Like I cared. I felt bad. I, I was like, oh, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm I literally got a garbage bag out. I'm getting shit out of it. But go ahead, Dominic. Tell so me. I, wait, I got a question, though. So what, what makes you understand how people could not like me because I'm opinionated? That's what I want to ask you, Matt. Say it again. Okay. Ask me again. What, what makes it? you understand? Because you said, oh, not me, not me. I like Dom. But I could understand how people would not like Dom and understand how they think you're very opinionated. Oh, because I – well, well, listen. It's so funny. It, it was, well, little things like what just went on, which is not – I, I laugh because I know you. Well – well, listen, this is not what well, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about to answer the question. See, you were being humble because you didn't want to be called, you know, because I'm pointing out that you're a dominant, you you know, what you did and you're a dominant oh, champ. Oh, I and see. And you're you know kind of mis- right you're kind of Ooh. misdirecting because you don't want to take the compliment. So you're like, well, that's not just the delivery could be a little. Um, right. Whatever. No, you nailed it. I think I nailed it. And you were being humble. See, I you did. I see through all that shit. And that's why I know you're a good guy. Yeah. So tell me. You know what's messed up, though? What's I that? love. I love this. Though. Thank you. Because the truth is, you can only give out love if you accept it. And I did not accept your love. So how am I supposed to be nice to anybody else? It's true. See, we're breaking ground. I appreciate grounds. you. I'll that. tell you. <laughs> Thank you this is yeah. a huge episode. I'll tell you. I feel like a shrink. But listen, come on. I'm going to let you off here. I'm going to let you out of here soon. But really quick, Cody Garbrandt, Pedro Munoz, who wins that? I mean, I think from what I heard, Cody had, had been looking for some specific fights, and this is the one that he liked. So if Cody likes this fight for himself, then I think that it's probably a good fight for Cody. Um, Pedro Munoz is not, I mean, nobody in the division is easy to fight. But I think that, you know, that's probably a good matchup for him. Uh, He can, you know, he's a little older maybe, and he can go in there and, and I don't know. I don't know what he sees in that matchup particularly that makes sense, but he must see something. (laughs) I love it, man. Dominic. Dominic Cruz, Jamie English, and we, we we gotta go soon. Anything else to add? I mean, this is great. I, I like it. I can talk to Dominic. You need listen. I know you're busy. You're taking over the world, and you're nursing. You're getting, <laughs> but you really should get a podcast sooner or later, dude. Or else, come on here more often. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I don't okay. know. I was talking you know for a half an hour. I feel like I'm I can talk look to you. Into it. You really should. I mean, listen. You got fucking. You got fucking podcasts out there, but guys like Dean Thomas. I mean, you really should do a podcast. <laughs> I mean, seriously. If that fucking guy. Anyway, listen, Dominic. Uh, so what's next, man? You're just gonna heal up. You're gonna come back. I love hearing your commentary, and you just. And is that it? Healing yeah, up. I mean, right now I'm healing up. I'm um, gonna be doing commentary, and really, the the biggest thing about that commentary job is. There's no luck involved in it for me. I feel that the reason why I was able to get that job is because I've made it bigger than myself. I'm not focused on myself. I'm not focused on hearing myself talk. I'm focused on giving these fighters their 15 minutes to say the right things in that 15 minutes for their fight. Because, you know, in that 15 minutes, you might never see those guys again. A lot of them might never be on TV. They might never get 
something else. It's just all you're going to see of those guys is that 15 minutes of fighting. So for me, I'm focused on that until I get healthy. And, you know, I'm not just a fighter. I'm many, many, many other things. So fighting is just one of the things I'm good at. So well, I'll be back when I can and I'm healthy in the meantime. Well, let me tell you something. I'm glad... I'm glad that you accepted my love after all. <laughs> it just comes out weird. That comes out weird, <laughs> and they're really going nice to gonna, gonna cut that up, and it's going to be weird and whatnot. But, hey, man. Oh, man, it's, it is going to be weird, and I'm going to love it. All right? <laughs> hey, Dom, thanks for hanging out with us, man. I had a blast. Uh, always fun. Thanks, all guys. right, Dom. Take care, brother. Take care, mate. All right, my man. The great Dominic Cruz. That was fun. He's great. That was fun, man. And now, so when are we talking to Francis? Two minutes. Oh, my goodness. This show is just flying by. It's flying by? You know, I'm sorry it was a blab of mouth. I didn't know if you wanted to interject, but we were just kind of flowing there. Hey, listen, Dominic it, Cruz. When, it, when, it, when it works, it works. But you he's know fucking I mean? hysterical, man. You know what, what do you mean? What do you mean that people don't like me? Yeah. He's telling me. But I'd like, you know, for me, <laughs> for, for me, one of the things is like when you when you have a strong uh, mindset and you have an opinion or you have an, a knowledge and you know what you're talking about a lot of people can be intimidated by that so they'll yeah. they'll they'll come out in different ways you know there'll be a little bit of hate you know what I mean or there'll be a little bit of but for me in obviously he knows what he's talking about he's very well spoken and he I think he uh, he explains himself really well so oh yeah and he is really one of the most dominant champions ever yeah. and, and he's super analytical so it's like like you're saying right. he's thought about it you yeah, know what i mean so when somebody about throws out a random yeah. opinion yeah he's like well actually yeah you, know. you could do better than that yeah. I, I completely appreciate that yeah that was good man Nah, he's he's a he's a good man. I get it, but but you know he had that thing with with uh, Uriah, who I'm very cool with. Also, you know yeah. he had that big beef with him with Cody. I get along with I get along with a lot of different people, but I get along with people that some people would wouldn't get along with. Like I mean, you know who I get along with well is Mike Bisping. Yeah, Michael Bisping. Yeah. I, I hung out with him a little bit. Me and Longo, we were. Uh, at the hotel bar, mm -hmm. just bullshitting with him. So Rashad Evans. It's great, man. Yeah, I mean, I like Michael Bisping a lot. We got to get him on here soon. That would be cool. So yeah, I was talking about I was yeah. talking about jumping on his podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, but, which uh, Lewis Gomez. We always we always have a good time when I see that guy. A very down to earth guy, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. So we got Francis on now. I'm listen. gonna try. I mean it's a minute early. We'll we'll give him a try. Give him a call, man. That guy's uh he's a stud. He, uh, you know, I'm going to congratulate him because, hey, man, he beat somebody that is is known as one of the best heavyweights of all time. Yep. And Francis beat him. Yep. I mean, that's amazing. Handily as well. Now, I want to see. I, I mean, and he's saying that he wants to fight Stipe again. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. It's <clears throat> very interesting. You know? <laughs> Hello. Is it is this Francis? Yes, sir. Francis, how are you? You're on UFC Unfiltered. It's myself, Matt Sarah, and with my buddy Jamie English. How are you, buddy? Hello, mate. I'm doing good, mate. I'm doing good. Yes, listen. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm not as good as you. You got to be on cloud nine, is what we call that. That means that your head's in the clouds, that you're on top of the world, which you should no. be. <laughs> no, I'm on head. Do you say no? I'm on Earth. <laughs> I, I'm on Earth. I'm yes. in the ground. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, now let me ask you: your fight, but well, that's an amazing thing you did over the weekend, beating Kane Velasquez, who's known as one of the best heavyweights of all time, and you made short work of him. First of all, congratulations. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you. <laughs> now. People are yeah. making, I feel it was totally legit. 
I feel people saying about Kane's knee, about, oh, his knee. But your uppercut, I feel, is what made him hurt that knee. So he's not hurting that knee without you punching him in the in the face. Would no, you, no. Would you agree? It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Yes, hundred percent. I will. Uh, it wouldn't hurt that knee if uh, he didn't took a punch. You know, uh, he he knee was uh, totally fine. I think even now his knee fine, but he just fell. It was just a knockout, like uh, everyone. You know. So when you look at the video, the knee wasn't. It, at the position that uh, he could have a problem, you know. There are no explanation about it. It's just a, uh, a punch. Now, ever since your fight with Derek Lewis, something, you know, changed. You came back and you beat Curtis Blades, who is no joke at all, and he's been on a tear um, going through people, legends like Alistair Overeem, and, and just lining up victories since you beat him the first time. And he came back, and you beat him in the first opening exchange, just like you did to the to, to Cain Velasquez. That cannot be a coincidence. What changed with, with between the Derek Lewis fight and these last two fights? Uh, I think... Um... Uh, between the Derek Lewis fight that I was uh, completely uh, out of my mind, out of my skin, I I find I found myself trying to make a balance in my life. I mean, I'm still working on it, you know. Uh, so after the fight against Tipe, I think um, I get lost a little bit. I get lost. But I didn't know that until uh, I went to the until the Derek Lewis fight. Then uh, I realized that something wrong. Then I take a step back, like trying to find out uh, how to make things better. You know, like, like what's wrong, where to my did a mistake, or you know. So all those things uh, turn around uh, the fight. Basically, the fight against Tipe, you know. And uh, I'm not yet uh, finished. I'm still working on it. But the good thing is, like, I try to put myself in the positive vibe, in the good position. I try to take this, like, you know, like a form, like a, uh, a pleasure, you know, like it was, as it was before. So don't uh, take too much on me and then just release and go there, have fun, you know, and also enjoy my life. Uh, I try to do my personal stuff, go back home, enjoy my family, uh, uh, run my foundation, you know, meet these kids, meet people that I, I, I enjoy, meet them. I love being with them. You know, yeah. <laughs> trying to find deep inside me why I'm doing this and then uh, what would be the consequence consequences of something, you know, and then like he might sometimes he, he might sound like self being selfish, but sometimes uh, you have to say yes, I have done enough, I have done a lot. If it's uh, still went wrong, it's not that bad. I am not wrong. I, I have done enough, so that allow you to to accept that uh, uh, you can lose and. Only when you accept that you can lose, uh, only that idea can 
bring you brings you to the victory you know that's great that you got that mindset now i like that it's very freeing but hey listen congratulations on opening the first full mma and combat sports gym in cameroon through your foundation that's that's amazing could you tell me about that yeah sure thank you very much i mean uh yes uh he's a gym he's a uh under the uh, foundation but uh for me it's more than a gym you know uh also it would be great to help kids uh, develop like combat sport uh basically around mma because mma is like uh, the well uh, known uh, combat sport today like most uh, famous one um and then they are really excited about it uh basically also because they have like uh their uh countrymen the, their compatriot in the in the top and then they all uh looking forward to see what this MMA that I'm like excited about it but the main idea for the foundation you know is like a kind of like a education like a personal development for those kids who has uh, give up uh, who has give up their dream because uh, they told them that it's not possible because they don't allow themselves to dream they don't allow themselves to be ambitious uh just because they are the third world class, they are poor, uh, so they say you can't dream, which is wrong. Uh, that's what I did. I, allow, I allowed myself for it, and then it wasn't easy though, because uh, you know when you came from somewhere that everyone uh, was submitted to the life, and then you you, you don't want to be submitted by the life, and then you want to fight for it, you want to change, you want to dream. Uh, they just treat you like uh, your uh, selfish, your ego. You underestimate other people who didn't uh, succeed, you know. So you want to show that you are above them. Uh, so I have this kind of trouble growing up. But it was just because I had, I had a dream. And I couldn't afford myself to just uh, survive, to give up my dream. I, I mean... Uh, I preferred to go through and then fail, then at least I would tell myself once, I did it. It didn't work, but I did it. I, I dare, you know. So um, then I think in my case, it was like, like a uh, gift that I had because nothing couldn't uh, explain that kind of hope that I had at that moment uh, instead of like a gift. Uh, all those people who was uh, complaining about me, who was telling me it's not possible, I can't do it. I I can't blame them because there was just like uh, based on the reality, there was true, you know. But uh, my 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 faith, my hope brought me into uh, what they call they can call sometimes impossible, and then I did it. That and that's the main goal of the foundation. I want to share that. I want to bring hope back to those kids who are still there, who still have uh, a chance to become, to do something in their life, to in, to be, uh, start something in their life, but who has give up before even start a dream because they tell them it's not possible. I want just want to tell them it's possible. It's not easy, but it's possible. You you can try 
uh, it's going to be harder for you, but it's possible. And then the more harder is it, the greatest will be the income. The nicer will be the income, you know. So it's mostly about to share the hope, to bring them hope, to make them believe in something, you know, like build some something like that, uh, like the uh, gym, that gym in the small country. Only that already uh, brought many things in the country. Like you're seeing kids now, they're very excited about what they're going to do. They're going to become this, they're going to become that. And that's exactly what we want. Uh, we want them to dream, to believe in something. Uh, and then like they feel now, they feel, they feel like they are part of something. Yes. Somebody care of them. Those type of gym that they always see on TV, they have it for them. So they can allow themselves to dream. And behind this, doesn't matter what they want to be in their life. They want to be a doctor, accountant, uh, a journalist, or uh, whatever. But we just want to bring them, motivate them to have hope. Because when some kid will work to the gym and then you're going to put the white belt on his, uh, tie the white belt, a belt on his waist, yes. maybe because he's doing judo or, or karate or jujutsu. I mean, the the, the ambitious uh, spirit just gonna uh, uh, burn inside him because he would like to have the blue belt as his friend, as black belt, as a coach, and that's how he he gonna work for it. He gonna believe in something, and yes. also he gonna yeah. take that through his real life. And that's gonna help him to uh, entertain, to uh, control his life. Doesn't matter what else he wanna be. So this the main thing behind the the foundation. This the uh, purpose of the foundation. Obviously, if we have a great fighter, a great uh, athlete who has uh, skills, who wanna uh, do something, we're gonna help them as much as we can, but also if they, they, uh, they are not skilled at all and they still want to do something in their life, uh, we're going to do what we can to hurt them, to follow them doing what they can do. Uh, that's why uh, I, I, don't just, uh, I didn't just build the gym, but I, build, I make the whole foundation because we're going to uh, uh, do a lot of action under the foundation, like help kids who cannot afford a uh, uh, scholarship, like trying to figure out how to help them to go back to school, you know, at least have that uh, basic education. I, I think it's, the, it's what everyone, I think every kid deserves at least uh, that, you know, and then um, that, that the uh, purpose of the foundation. I'll tell you, Francis. First of all, that is beautiful. Yeah. I mean that. That is that is that is very. In, you are very inspiring, my friend. One day when you become champion. Now, mark my words, Francis. I'm not trying to get your hopes up, but I feel that you are a movie in the making. They will make a movie of your life, buddy, because that's what it sounds like. You're living a movie on from the streets of. Uh, Africa to, to to France to right, Paris, right? And now look at you. Yes. And now look at you, buddy. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Incredible. Amazing. Hey, Thank you. Hey, hey Francis. Thank you. Do, do you feel if you become the UFC heavyweight champion that there could be a UFC event in Africa one day? Uh, I 
I think uh, the U.S. even Af- uh, should, should be in Africa even this year. Oh. It's not a matter of one year. Africa, people, African is up now. They're all, they're up, uh, knowing, they know what MMA is. And then uh, they also want to be part of it. That's exactly what I mean. Like, now, do you, do you see my uh, clothes in the press, con- in the press con- media day? Yeah, I seen your. I was there. I seen your clothes close up. Yes. It was impressive. <laughs> yes. So it was just as a reminder that USC should know that they have some. They have African fighter uh, fighters in their roster, and they should think about like doing Africa, giving uh, even for Africa to make them proud. You know, uh, to value them as well. It's just. It's nothing, you know, like, it's just, it's, you don't need many things to flat some, some, somebody, you know. Yeah. It's just to flat them, to make them like, okay, guys, we know that we are, you are there, we are thinking about you, you know, we are all together. And they will be flattered, you know, they will enjoy it. And this, all of this will give hope and motivation for, for a lot, a lot of kids. They will see the... Uh, um, they will see the sky open, you know, Man. and they want to get in. That's Excellent. all. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, let me ask you, Francis, would you consider taking another fight before getting a title shot? Maybe a rematch with Stipe? Um, honestly, I want a title shot. <laughs> since, yes, for I, real. Of but, course, I hear you. I mean, that is not, once again, it's up to the UFC, and then I don't have no power against them. I think I deserve a title shot, and they should give me a title shot. But if they don't give me a title shot, yes, I'm going to keep fighting. I'm looking forward to have at least, uh, to have again, like two more fights this year. So I have to move on. I have to make my life. I have to enjoy the process. I have to leave my... to, to live my dream. You know, I, I sometimes I still don't realize it, but it's a dream life. I'm, I'm living a dream. I have to enjoy the process. So, since I'm healthy, I want to fight twice again this year. Ah, awesome. L- now, Francis, when things are going right, like your last two fights, I mean, they couldn't be more perfect. I mean, that, that's excellent. But sometimes... When things are going so right, they feel some people feel that they don't need to do anything different. I want to know, and I've seen you get a beautiful Kimura before, uh, shoulder lock before, a nice Kimura. Are you working off your back? Are you working your jujitsu? And if so, how much? I think uh, my jujitsu is the thing that I'm working most of on it Ooh, right now. Awesome. Uh, because I'm going to tell you, at the beginning, I didn't ra- like this thing, like rolling down, you know, like going to the training and then just start to roll and yeah. do a kimura, guillotine, uh, knee lock, stuff like that. Yeah. I, 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 I liked the striking. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I still like striking, but like uh, since I started like, understand a little bit a ground game like i can move around 
move from some position to some position and from that to another one, like three position ones. And then, like, I'm feeling very comfortable of it. And then, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just don't have a chance for uh, for sure that my jujitsu skills, but which is okay, <laughs> but don't 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 uh, don't care. I'm working on it in the back in the back cage, you know. <laughs> and then you're gonna be surprised that once you're gonna uh, just see like uh, submission, submission, submission. <laughs> believe uh, believe yeah. me when I tell you this. Awesome. Hey, listen. I would not. After what you've been doing, I would not doubt you, Francis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Francis, thank you so much for talking to us. I'm happy for you. You, you. you seem like such a great person. That foundation you're doing, that's a beautiful thing. You're helping a lot of people. And uh, we couldn't be more happy for you. Thank you very much, Mike. All right, thank Francis. You. Take care, man. It. All our best, all Take right? Take care, mate. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Take bye. care, Francis. What a nice guy. What a what a really nice he I'm smiling. <laughs> what a nice guy, huh? Yeah, that was a really nice guy. I mean, come on. Yeah. That guy can go around just running amok. He's so big, it? but he's not. He's a sweet guy. Well you, you get that kind of impression that as a man who really appreciates his position. Oh yeah. And you know, I mean, come from, you let know? me tell you, I mean, I've seen a lot of people, and if you ask me, you know why? Because I've been around. Been around. <laughs> I've been around the world. Jamie English. I I I. I've been around the world. <laughs> All right. Wait, can, can, I just say, can I just say though, based on yes. that, if Francis get, say Francis got his blue belt in jiu-jitsu, who the hell would beat him? You know what I mean? Like like what could <laughs> you is, do to this stop is the this thing guy? with Francis? It's yeah. not about putting on some submission holds, which is fine. Right. He, he should learn some obviously some submissions. I would literally whoever his jiu-jitsu coach is. Have somebody mounted on him and have them lock their legs under his butt so he can't just push them off, okay? Right. And then let them, I want Francis to have his elbows in so they can't go underneath his armpits and straighten his legs so he feels which ankle's on top. He feels it. And he uses his feet and his legs like he has another pair of hands and arms. And he uses his feet to untangle the guy's, the, the person's leg mounted and get one leg flat. And then... Do an elbow escape to get the back to guard. And then once he gets there, Jamie English, we choose one to two basic reversals. And he does that reversal. I don't care if it's a scissor sweep. We could do breaking the posture into an up and over where you sit across and as if you're going for a Kimura and then you get you prop up with the hand. He can get great height on that. And he's mounted. And now he establishes his mount and his partner does that back to him. And we do that up and down the mat. Is it super exciting? No. But I'll tell you what it does do. It gets you, it gets something what you called what we call muscle memory. Yeah. He will be he will be doing that when he's in, on his bed. He'll be having a foot on the thing. Oh man, my hips are moving. They're moving. All right. So listen, people. <laughs> I just because this is what I, I goes. I'm like this is what I would do with this guy. I would just like, listen. All right, now we're cooling down or we're warming up. This is how we're doing it. And then know what you do. All right, now I did that elbow save. I mean guard. Now. The guy's going to grab your throat. You're going to come around. You get an arm lock. You're going to go back, and you're going to go back to do your sweep. We're just adding that arm lock. So this guy's developing hip movement. He's using his legs to untangle to get out where a guy can't just set up for it. How many times you see, especially in heavyweight division, a guy mounted, and from the waist down, they're just fucking dead. Yep. Their yeah. legs aren't doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Blasphemy. Terrible. <laughs> it's not good. It's jiu-jitsu suicide, people. 
Man, that guy got me in a good mood. What a nice guy. Yeah, that's great. All right, so we did our picks. Give a proper plug for the uh, the fights. Yeah, the, this Saturday's uh, UFC on ESPN Plus. It's UFC Prague. Uh, this Saturday, February 23rd, ESPN 2 prelims. Okay, so it's on regular TV. ESPN Ooh. 2 prelims at 11 a.m. Eastern. Ah. And then the ESPN Plus main card starts at 2 p.m. Eastern this coming Saturday, which is nice. Well, all right then. <laughs> Jamie, thank you for being here, man. We hey, appreciate I appreciate it. it. Yeah, thanks for having me in. Am I, uh, <laughs> am I going to continue? Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, just, Hi guys. probably just have to uh, cut this bit out. Yeah. I love doing the show. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. Ready with me? Ready? We, we love doing, doing this show. show. How come? Because it's so much fun. How come? It's so much fun. Yeah. All right. Let's I stopped go. recording. <laughs> Thank <Did> God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> All right. Listen, you plug something, Jamie English. I want people to know here in New York City, in the Big Apple, if they want to train, they want to do some uh, jujitsu, of course. But if they want to learn Muay Thai, specifically private lessons with on Instagram, Johnny Concrete, a.k.a. Jamie English, where do they go? They should come to the Hensel Gracie Academy. It's on 224 West 30th Street, between 7th and 8th. And it is fantastic. It's got world-class people in there all the time. Um, you know, it's just brilliant. And it'll change your life. Please come by and train. It'd be great. <laughs> and what should they do if they're in Long Island, Matt? <laughs> yeah, train some jujitsu. Yeah, yes, they should. And I got to get that store made up, man. People asking for those Kamora Savage shirts. <laughs> they love it. I had one made up as a sample. I keep yeah. wearing the same fucking one. And people are like, yo, I want one. You should I'm gonna get them. You maybe, should get them. And maybe I'll get a Kamora Bucko. You should get oh, them. You know what you should do? You should get them and like wear three. And then when you're out and people ask for them, just take one off and give it to them. Yeah. If you do a Kimura Bucko shirt, can you promise me <laughs> that it'll say Kimura and then the U in Bucko would be like a little like rubber ducky? Well, thank you everybody for listening <laughs> to today's UFC Unfiltered. And with that, this guy, does this guy realize that I work with a professional comedian in uh, Jim Norton? I mean, yeah, that's the I rumor. just looked at his jokes. He would have liked that. I, I just looked at him <laughs> the way Jimmy looks at me when I do jokes. Yeah. Chris produces good. I can't stay mad at him. <laughs> that guy always hooks me up with fucking. Every time I like, at least once a month, I'll I'll lose or break my fucking piece to my headphones. This is not interesting. But Chris Medusa hooks me up with one. He does. That's a great story. All right, everybody, we'll be back next week. Goodbye. Bye bye. All right, now remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, radio.com slash UFC Unfiltered, or wherever you get your shows. Not my business.